when we were in Sicily was uh, Pastor Godwin. He now pastors a church up near Florence, and we've provided Bibles. Our group has provided Bibles for him to hand out to the local ministry that he has there and also to uh, some of the uh, folks back in Nigeria. The, the Bibles have traveled back there to them as well. So we're delighted to hear his uh, him staying true to the word, and, and that, what a, that was a great word of encouragement. And, you know, one of the things that I wanted to talk about today and, and for us to discuss is uh, this next section of, of uh, the uh, next week of, um, of Advent, where we talk about uh, the preparation that goes on. Uh, and sometimes it's preparation that happens behind the scenes. We have no idea what's happening. Sometimes we want things to happen in our time frame, and our time frame is not God's time frame. Sometimes... Other things have to happen before things can happen in our lives. And that's always the, the tough thing to be involved with. In uh, Two days ago on Sunday, we started reading in, in, uh, about the story of Exodus. And it's a story of hope where Israel exodus, exits from Egypt and moves on towards the promised land. And so the, the beginning of the chapter uh, of the book actually... Uh, deals so much with females. It's been kind of interesting. You talk about the midwives, about Moses' mother, about his daughter, her her daughter, his Moses' sister, a servant, and then the, the, the daughter of Pharaoh. I mean, there's a ton of women in there, and they're all doing things. Each one acts in a sphere of influence that is actually kind of in opposition to the, to the Pharaoh's commands. And working together, they end up saving you know, Moses. Uh, I think that the, the, one of the quotes that I, that I have marked in my, my notes here is that they acted with hope, refusing to let a regime force them into submission. The writer describes their bold action with the same words as he later uses to describe God's sa uh, salvation of uh, the Israelite nation. But I just think it's interesting that they move with hope, refusing to let the regime forced them into submission. There are times when we need to uh, resist. We need to do it in a godly way. We need to do it in a way that, that says that if we disobey uh, a, a direct command of, uh, of the, the government, we do so because it is God's will that we do it. it is God's, we are obeying God rather than man. And then we accept punishment of the, of the uh, of the government because we acknowledge the government has control over us as well because they're they are the hand of god that means if you don't like the government or if you do like the government it doesn't matter you need to be obedient to them in the, the laws that they've created that's hard for me to accept sometimes i tend to be a bit of a rebel i know none of you have thought that and i appreciate that i know i'm revealing a secret to you that you've never known before and that is i'm a rebel at heart and, uh, and as such, uh, God continues to work on me to make me conform to not only to his will, but also to the, the will of the government at times. Um, so um, the Christian, our Christian hope is, is rooted in, in God's seeing. He, he saw what was going on and chose to act. Have you ever felt that God doesn't see isn't aware of your situation. It probably, even if he did, he doesn't care. Is that strike a, 
a harmonious chord in anybody else's life? Am I the only one that feels that way sometimes? I, sure I, see, hand. <laughs> I see Rick's hand. Yes, there are many hands, thousands of hands. Yes, they're being raised. Oh, I, I was going, <laughs> oh my gosh. I was going into my invitation. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's true until we, until we read, until we read his word. I think sometimes yeah. even reading his word isn't enough for me. Yeah. Well, yeah. Because yeah, it seems like a promise that's not, that can't be that good. <laughs> well, and it seems like, well, it's a promise. When are you going to come through, God? Yeah, well, yeah, come on, well, yeah we're, we're a proof society, right? We want to see the proof. We want to be able to, to count on it and have it and see it and physically touch it. That's, that's kind of tough, isn't it, for us to accept that sometimes God moves a lot slower than we want? I think it was only like 480 years or something yeah, like that. Yeah, really. Yeah. 140 years, something like that. They, they, they existed in, now, granted, it wasn't all bad. It wasn't all bad until the last pharaoh came along. Some people think <laughs> that, uh, and, and there's speculation as to which pharaoh it was, because Egypt, uh, the Egyptology has not discovered uh, a specific time frame that where Israel is mentioned in the, um, uh, in the historical records they found so far in Egypt, we know that that at least uh, it's very possible that it was during the time of Ramses, because one of the cities that the Israelites built in Egypt was a city named after that pharaoh. So if it wasn't him, it, maybe it was uh, a relative of his. The reason there's that's, that's who it was in the Ten Commandments. Yeah, the movie. Oh, yeah, yeah you can see the movie. The bell. Sure. You know, we got to believe him, right? He knows. He had a special dispensation that right? came right from God on that. Dan, if you're talking to us, your your phone is on mute. We couldn't hear you. No. Okay. <laughs> Adding to Cecil's, uh, you know, inf information. I think that for me. I'm encouraged when I read a passage like that, and I realize that God's timing is not my timing. Mm. And but God, God isn't ignorant of what's going on. Uh, one of the last, second to last, uh, uh, chapter or not chapter, uh, parap uh, paragraphs here in this in this reading on the sixth <laughs> is that the heart of Advent is knowing that God sees a world. Uh, sees a world gone wrong and then he will do something to make it right. He may at times seem distant in our suffering, but he consistently acts to uphold the covenant he made with Abraham. And this is the same covenant is why God sent his son Jesus into the world. God is aware of what's going on. Yeah, I never, I never doubt God's awareness or knowledge of what's going on, but I do sometimes wonder about the why, why, yeah. you know, the world is so messed up at times and why there's so much uh, suffering. I have I a really simple answer that you're not going to like. <laughs> Original sin. Yeah. Hey. Well, I do go back to, I, I can't remember where in the Old Testament it's, uh, says, uh, God says, my ways are not your ways and my thoughts are not your thoughts, that <laughs> there's some things we just may never understand. Yep. Isaiah. Isaiah. Okay. Yeah, you're going to be finding that soon. Good. <laughs> it's going to take about 
50, 50 chapters or so, maybe 40 to get Yeah, so I haven't seen it in chapter one yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I get that question often, even around work, particularly like a couple of people that don't have their religion. But you're like, if your God's such a good God and gracious, then why does he allow this to happen? Why doesn't he just fix it all? Like, Free will. So hard yeah, well. Yeah, you're not gonna be happy when he does, you know, unless you have well, a good relationship with him. Just <laughs> well, I think he can't. I think it's a promise he started, right, to to do for everyone. So how do you fix something that's like one person disrupts another? How do you fix that without you can't you fix know. it without crushing one, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it's going to set up a, it's going to be like a, a, maybe like a bowling alley with a bunch of pins on there, and they're all going to fall at the same time at some point. Right, right. But it's just hard to explain to people that yeah. don't get it. Yeah. And and still try to be accepting instead of like knock them over the head with a stick. Hey, dummy, wake up. You kind of want to like work your way into it closely. And it's just really, sometimes you can't find the right words. You think that God ever feels that way about you? And me? Oh. Hey, wake up. That, that, those, are, those are some of the words I use. <laughs> you're, you're just, you're, what you're saying is you're just mouthing the words you've already heard from God about you? Well, I, I yeah, as I yell at my kids, I think, God didn't yell at me. <laughs> <laughs> so I go, and that's kind of like the conversation I have. I said, you know, we all fall down. And, and you have kids? Yeah, they fall down too. Don't you kind of glad God doesn't? treat you like you treat your kids and stuff like that and you try to be better model edwin i can't believe you yell at those two nice polite cute kids you bring around to the restaurant yeah, um, uh how do you think they stayed nice and polite <laughs> <laughs> okay let's not go too yeah, far down yeah. that route we might have to talk no, to no. the yeah. children's services or something <laughs> are they are they teenagers yet, Edwin? Oh, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I have a, one. One is 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 your daughter a teenager? She's not. She'll be in about a month. No kidding, she's gonna be thirteen. Wow, she's Let's gear all you guys. Lock them in the shed. Yeah. <laughs> or as as uh, Mark uh, Mark Twain used to say, you you uh, put them in a barrel and. Feed them through a knot hole, and then when they get to be teenagers, you close up the knot hole. <laughs> um, I think that's I think that's not head. Not no, knot okay. Hole. Uh, that's true. <laughs> yeah, but, not, yeah. Go ahead. We're not done with this one, but I I think the last paragraph is what hit me the most, and uh, they simply lived as God could see and acted accordingly. They knew that the right thing to do, and they did it. I said, if we do that, I mean, we just don't do that. That's the problem. I mean, yeah, we, we don't we actually did that. Yeah, I, I think. Uh, I know I don't. How's that? <laughs> so, you know, Val, well, to your to your point about uh, you know God's will and what He does in our lives and, and the timing. I mean, it, and it goes right into the next the day. And I mean, I really I got stuck on this. I. Uh, this last week, I, I when I was reading the the seventh, the mm -hmm. yeah, we're, we're the moving seventh. there, yeah, the, that's a, yeah, about wow. about being still and times of trouble and storm, mm -hmm. and you know, be still, know that I am God, and uh, you know, do not fear. The earth will give way, the mountains will fall into the heart of the sea. So, 
I mean, God has a plan. We don't know what it is. And this, this, this requirement to be still and, and wait, which for us is a hard thing, a very hard thing to wait. Yeah. Uh, And uh, persevere. And then that produces, you know, faith in us. So, uh, and character. So, I mean, it's, it's uh, when you're going through a trial, uh, there's nothing that gets your attention like the trial, frankly. Mm-hmm. Well, the verse of the day speaks to that. It's Romans 12, 12. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, and faithful in prayer. Good. Good. Actually, the, and hard to do at times. Yeah. Actually, we know the plan. It's the circumstances in this plan that causes us sometimes to question what's going on and how it's going on and so on and so forth. Because we frame it according to our own understanding. And our own desires and our own wishes. Exactly. The, yeah. the plan is very simple. Stay the yeah, course. Well, the, plan is, the plan is for us to become conformed to the image of, the, of God's son. Exactly. Of course, so. you know, the problem is that we'd like to think that we get there a lot faster than we do. Really? <laughs> well, <laughs> the for some of you, is I, I, I have, I have, I have very little hope. No, I mean, I have great hope that you'll, you'll make it. It just will take some time yeah. and some effort yeah. on all of our parts, you know, and well, probably a lot on God's, God's part. You ever thought that maybe we teach God patience? Just asking. <laughs> you smile uh val you would know <laughs> thank you thank you yes i am i'm one of his erring ch- children there's no doubt about it king, king of patience there you are no no i'm not that's the problem yeah i know i know <laughs> and i and I, I i tremble at the thought of going through james again i i just i really be good for well, you just to make things just and equal, how about if I vote for not James so that you feel a little better? <laughs> oh. <laughs> so Ed, Edwin just became my favorite friend. Uh-huh. I, I was going to suggest no, Romans. I just, I, yeah. <laughs> well, he doesn't have to bring in Apple. Oh, man. I'm, man. Just, I'm just about making things fair and equal. Oh, boy, I appreciate that, man. That's great. <laughs> How about, how about the book of Psalms? <laughs> Psalms. There you go. Yeah, 150 Psalms is not too bad. We can, we can knock those out in a couple of years. A couple decades. Short. Maybe three. Short. Yeah, there's, yeah. Oh, pretty short, yeah. What, uh, uh, this next one in, in Psalm, uh, Psalm 46 and, and Psalm 112, I, there are just a number of things in it for me that just, you know, I just, I, they, they so resonate in me. We, we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, verse 2 of, 40, of Psalm 46. I won't fear in the midst of all of that. You know, we look at our world, and, and this writer does a great job. She says, we look at our world like the psalmist world, and it's, it's, it's in collapse. You know, there's a pandemic, there's a recession, there's racial injustice, there's wildfires, there's hurricanes, there's floods. The whole situation with uh, the, the switching of the government, uh, it just is, there's a whole lot of things to, to cause us to fear and to uh, be concerned at least. Uh, 
and it would seem that at least figuratively that the mountains are falling into the sea. And, and some of us wonder it, what happens next. You know, I was reading an article of, and, and you know, now they're, they're concerned about whether or not we're going to have enough uh, vaccines, uh, you know, in, in a quick, quick order to, uh, to provide for the people. And they're saying that, the, you know, there, there's going to be a, a lack of them until perhaps June. We'll have a, a first round and then after that, it'll take a while to get some more in. So I don't know. You have mine. That's where the piece comes in again to wait. Yes. Because it's, uh, you know, it, one of the uh, indicate, one of the definitions of to wait is to be, uh, to wait in expectation. Good. Good. As opposed to, you know, we have a, our nature is to get things done. But sometimes you just have to wait. Yeah, what do you think of this in the second the second paragraph here? It's, uh, this the writer says the stillness is not a byproduct of resolved problems. The stillness that God wants us to have. Be still and know that I'm God. It's not because the the problem is solved. It's 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 being still and being calm in the midst of the uproar, in the midst of what's going on. And then of course she brings up the issue of Jesus in the boat in Matthew eight where. Everyone else is freaking out, and Jesus has done what? Falling asleep. Yeah. It's as comfortable as can be. Counting sheep. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you, Val, and, and Tom's comments. Uh, this, especially Psalm 46, I hadn't read this in quite a while, and it really did resonate with me. A couple of yeah. the verses, especially that the Lord of heaven's armies is here among us, so God is not distant. He's here among us. But. The part about being still and knowing that I am God. Yeah. That's a hard to, hard to be still. Yeah, Shut the noise in your mind down and be still and just be aware of his presence. It, it was it was probably and I and I, I don't do it anywhere near when I did when I was when I was involved with my uh, doctoral studies. But it was one of the things that we had to practice was uh, stillness. <laughs> and learning to still our mind and uh, our body and to allow time for God to speak into this stillness. And that's hard to do. My, you know, my mind goes like a ping pong ball when I try to calm it down. I, I have a hard time just sitting still and not doing anything and just allowing God to spend time speaking to me. Uh, that, I mean, it's a it might be somewhat of a fear because oh, we probably fear we're fearful of what God has to say to us. Yeah, there's going to be something I'm not going to like. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, so we, I think we always keep our minds occupied with something. It, very rarely, personally, do I ride in my car with no radio on. Me too. <laughs> You know, or, you know, even get up in the morning and take more than five minutes just to just to be quiet, not to turn on the TV. The excuse is, well, I got to find out what the weather is. But Sure, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Oh, five minutes. Tom, you were going to say something? Uh, just that, you know, I, I think it's part of being men. I mean, it's, 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 it's definitely, a, I find it more of a male trait than a female trait. That, you know, we in our jobs and our careers. I mean, we wanna 
you know, we want to lead. We want to, we want to make decisions. We don't want to wait. We don't want to be still. We want to move the ball. We don't want to sit back and wait for things to happen. And want control. Yep. Absolutely. That's, that's because we're supposed to be fixers. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and we, we want to be fixers. Hey, it's everybody's waiting for the return of the Lord. And then they forget one thing. You might still have some relatives, some sons, some daughters. They don't belong to him. Yeah. And you may be the, the, the tool they use to reach them. When will do you want to leave? Because you're going to go to a better place and leave them in a worse place. Yeah. You know, the psalmist, he says, it's a present tense. God is our refuge and strength. The circumstances, we know all, all we know that the circumstances, they change. It's like the weather. Mm -hmm. They will change. And he says, a very present help in trouble. It's like reinforcing uh, the presence of God twice, a very present. Mm -hmm. uh, why we call him daddy or father? Why we call him, why we call him uncle? You know. <laughs> This way we have a distant relationship rather than a closer relationship. Mm -hmm. You know, oh, when everything goes well, and then we'll, we, we, we try to turn the corner and see, oh my goodness, what's going what's gonna to happen next? It's been so, going so well, and we fret what's next, mm -hmm. what is going to happen. And he's there too already. He actually was there before us. Yes. Yep. So, yep. And what do you think we, of uh, the, this, uh, the, the verse uh, 7 of, of 46? Is the Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our, our fortress. I was struck, first of all, by the, the, the phrase, the Lord Almighty is with us. What is that? Does that remind you of anything or anybody or any name? Jesus. Yeah. And he's called what? Comforter. Emmanuel. Emmanuel, which means God with us. God with yeah. us. And it's right here. The Lord Almighty is with us. And in the, in the NLT, it says he's here among us. Okay. Which is even, I think, a stronger, like he's right here. He's sitting yeah. next to me. In, G, in, in John chapter one, it says that he, he not only is among us, but he dis, he decided to tabernacle with us is the way it actually reads in the Greek. He, 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 he sets up a tent right with us. You know, he's, he's right there in our midst and, and we're camping out and he's right there with us. Did you notice, by the way, anybody catch the inclusio in chapter 46, the 46th Psalm? Yeah, verse 11. Verse 11 and verse seven. The inclusio there is really important because why? What's in the midst of that? Be still and know that I am God. Remember, inclusios are like bookends. They, they, it's one of the ways that the ancient writers said, the, we're going to package this, and this package is really important, and we want you to catch it. So all of the information inside that inclusio is like, oh, this is really something I want you to grasp. I want you to understand. And, and the way that inclusios work is it's a, the rep repetition of a series of words that, that happen a couple of times, and it means that basically everything in between. It's, remember, Sure. In, in, the, in this time frame, when they wrote this in BC, 
they didn't have computers. They didn't have italics or bold, you know, on the keyboard. You could put those things in. They, didn't, they, they apparently didn't know much about brackets or parentheses either. So they used other means to get our attention. And one of those was what, they, what we call an inclusio. By the way, Al, in, in, uh, in my electronic Bible here, after verse 7 and after 11, it has the word interlude. Yes. And, and is the, that just the, a musical note or what? The word is actually sila. Okay. And sila is a, is a term that we don't really know what it means. We just read. We, we know that it's either, it, it means either to take a pause, to have a, a musical interlude, or Think on that. a change, something changes, something happens, but it's a musical notation that we're, that today we don't really know what it means. Some people think it means breathe, like, like uh, uh, Giuseppe said. Um, there's a there's a singing group by that title, Sila. Some oh. might have heard of them. Uh -huh. Yeah, uh, they're actually originally from this area. Uh, really? They grew up over in like Waterford or thereabouts. They, it's a right. brother and sister to neighbor. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I just I I man, I tell you, if you want to look for another inclusion of 40, 42, Psalm forty two has another inclusion in it. Um, but I found I found that really important because my hope then is supposed to rise in the very center of trouble. In the midst of everything that's going on, I'm not to forget that God is with us. God's with me. And in the middle of trouble, I can still be unflustered and unafraid and at peace and have confidence that God's working things out. I don't know if everybody caught what Dan said, but I, I've heard that same definition of Selah before. I, I don't actually see Selah in my Bible here. It's in, a, it's in a lot of the Psalms, but Dan mentioned that one of the definitions or what one of the things it means is think on that. So uh -huh. you see it when you, when you see an expression in a Psalm that, you know, that basically, you know, stop, think on what I, what was just written uh a pause to uh, yeah yep. yeah um when he says the lord of host is with us it's italic it will make much more sense if he was the lord of host with us the god of ja jacob our refuge it's an affirmation it's like like a double affirmation explaining to us is he's, he's been there all the time now I'm telling you, he's working on it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I see that second part of that is that the God of Jacob is our fortress. Is that's that God is our strength mm -hmm. and our protection. Yes, right. Mm -hmm. Not just that he's with us, but we can rely on him. We can go to him, and he's going to be with us. There was a king in Judah, I believe his name was Jephthah, uh, Jehoshaphat, excuse me, Jehoshaphat is the name. And uh, he was going to battle. And uh, when he went to battle, it was, it was probably one of the most interesting battles. That he put the, the choir and the instrumentalists in the front of the battle. And they sang as they went into battle. 
and the, the basically says this, he says in, the, in the Chronicles, he says, the battle belongs to the Lord. And the Lord went before them and fought the enemy and, and routed them. But he had the singers in the front. Sometimes they can put the singers in the front because you want to get rid of them. Just saying. You know? <laughs> that would be me. <laughs> but, but in this particular case, it was a group of, of Levites that were the, in that were part of the, the singers in the band, and they, you know, they sang to the Lord, and the Lord the Lord fought for them. And uh, I, that's a, that's a fortress mentality. I mean, that is amazing when you think about that. God fights for us. Well, with that, you declare the strength of the Lord rather than your strength. Oh yeah, yeah. That's what you're doing. Uh, you guys believe in chariots and horses. We believe in something that we you can never Lord our God. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yep. Tell your yep. parents, it's like, Mama, hey, I joined the army. Well, what are you going to do? Well, it's okay. I'm in the band. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Uh, I think Psalm one twelve had one interesting thing in it. There, there, were, there was a number of things that I thought we were, we were running out of time here, but I wanted to at least mention the one that I found fascinating, and it kind of resonated with me, and it resonated with with at least my my thoughts for Tom, uh, and for others of us that are going through tough times at times. Verse seven of Psalm one one twelve it says. He will have no fear of bad news, meaning the believer. Hmm. Now, you know, when I when I was younger, I used to read it as though it meant that I would not get any bad news. Well, that's a lie. Yeah, I get James. bad news all the time. So, what does it mean? It means I won't be I don't have to be affected by the bad news mm-hmm. because that's my really heart cool. is steadfast because I'm trusting in the Lord. I don't know what you're going to be facing today. You know, Mike. Mike's got some uh, uh, some interesting stuff going to happen on Thursday. You don't have to be worried about the bad news, bud. You got someone that's right, right there above my window. There's a scripture: trust in the Lord. Amen. Amen. The only way you get through this stuff. Absolutely, Absolutely. it's the only way. The only way. <clears throat> you know, Keith's frustrated with trying to get a job. There is, no, there is no bad, you know, bad news shouldn't affect it. There have been times I've been turned down for jobs. I felt horrible. I didn't need to because it wasn't God's plan for me. Maybe the best thing that happened was the fact I didn't get that job. Maybe the best thing that happened to me, which seems hard, is that I had to go through a tough experience, whatever that tough experience is, because it, it drew me closer to the Lord. I know that that's what happened for me in I don't know, to be honest with you, I don't know if I hadn't gone through James with this Sunday school class. I don't know if I could have survived the next couple of years. I think I would have been driven totally from the ministry with no hope of ever returning to the ministry. It was such a tough time for me. I was totally defeated. I felt like I had failed God, and yet I knew I hadn't, but I felt like I was a failure because it didn't work out the way I thought it should have worked out. And uh, 
you know, I, I, people would ask me, well, are you ever going to be in the ministry again? I said, oh. I said well, God knows where I am. You know, he, he knows my forwarding address. He can get a hold of me if he wants to. And um, he did. But, you know, it was a couple of years of, of before I was ready. And then I kind of went into the ministry, you know, kind of thinking that, that, that this wasn't going to work out. You know, I, I went to, the, to that particular church and I told them everything I wanted to, to do that would be absolutely opposite of what I thought they would want as a church. <laughs> I just, I just laid it out. I said, you know what, I'm, this is, I'm going to go in this. It's going to be a whole new direction. It's going to be this way. It's going to be this. And we're going to do that. And we're going to, and they looked at me and they go, that sounds great. When can you start? I go, oh, oh, no, 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 that, that wasn't the plan. The plan was to, to convince you not to ask me to do anything. <laughs> and no secret agenda. I told them right up front. And every time, you know, someone would come to me and kind of complain about the direction we were going as a church, I go, yeah, remember, that's what we agreed to. I told you this before I even joined the church, before I became a, one of your pastors. Oh, yeah, I guess you did. <laughs> I told you don't hire me if you're not willing to take if you're not willing to go this direction. Anyhow, bad news, bad news comes. We don't have to be troubled by it. Because God says, I'm there with you, and I will be stead I will make you steadfast, and I will I, you can trust in me. Well, we've kind of reached the end of our, our time frame. I don't know if you've got other things you want to talk about. That's great. You want to talk, continue talking about this? I mean, you know, look at what it says in, in uh, verse 4 and 7. Even in the dark uh, darkness, light dawns uh, for the upright, and they will have no fear of bad news. Their hearts are steadfast, trusting the Lord. You know, it's just, you don't, have, you don't have to worry about it for a believer. God's got her back. I need that kind of encouragement rather rather frequently. Sometimes. Uh, Go ahead. Sometimes um, Romans 4.17, uh, a lot of times I tried to live by that, calling those things that are not as though they are. <laughs> because <laughs> when we're in the midst of those trials and um, – it's it's part of our our uh, buffing. It's part of our process and our walk, and yeah. we just we know there's the other side. And Romans four seventeen helps me look at that all the time from everything. You know, and right now it's not there, but I'm calling it that it is. <laughs> yeah. Sooner or later, when I get through the trial. <laughs> I'm I'm reminded of the fact that you know it, we, Giuseppe was mentioning the verse. Uh, it's uh, I think it's in Psalms, but uh, it it relates back to um, to Egypt and to uh, the Pharaoh's army ch chasing Israel. Some trust in chariots, some trust in horses, but we'll trust in the Lord our God. Mm -hmm. You know, I think so. We could replace that with what is it that you're trusting? Are you trusting your bank account? Are you trusting, you know, your job? Are you trusting the government? 
What is it you what is what have you put your trust in? And what should you put your trust in? I you know, am I trusting my education? Am I trusting my job? Am I trusting my, my bank account, my 401k? Am I trusting my social security check? What is it we're trusting when we're supposed to be trusting God? And I fall into that trap occasionally, sometimes more, a lot more often than I want to. I look at the fact, okay, I'm okay. I've got money in the bank or I've got this or I've got that. I've got a job or I'm, I'm going to be on, someday I'm going to be on social security. And I'm going to trust, well, you know, who knows? I need to put my trust in God. Just saying he won't fail me. Pretty sure uh, other, other people will. Other things will. Huh? <laughs> Good morning. How are you doing? Both the girls testing negative. Steve? Oh, good. Playing along that line of trust, do you think uh, you shouldn't really have to trust God? Because the situation in which you want to question God is, is your trust. That's an interesting perspective. I don't know. Well, I mean, you know, if we should never have to. We really shouldn't have to trust in God. We should just believe, right? We shouldn't have to be in a situation where that is. I'm pretty sure he encourages us to do it, though. So I think he, right, right, because he knows we're going to fail. We're going to question him and and you know wonder why we're persevering or have to learn more patience. We're going to be in those situations all the time. True. I mean, I recognize that's true, and I recognize we need to trust in God, but I wonder if we should have the mindset, you shouldn't have to trust in God, you should just do, you know what I mean? You shouldn't question it, you shouldn't, you just should do blindly, faithfully, you know? Yeah. Well, Does that make sense? Yeah. In, in having faith, trust is involved in that, mm -hmm. in, in, a, in, a, in a very big way. You can't really yeah. have faith. Unless you trust in what's what you believe in, so mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. totally agree with that. I totally agree with that. I just think sometimes when I say, "Oh, I have to trust in God," which means I have to force myself because my natural tendency would be maybe to question or not trust in Him, and I kind of feel it's like armor, you know. You don't want to face anything you have to wear armor for, but you're ready to put it on and go. And if you start thinking of second guessing yourself and you know, I feel like you start getting lost in your head mm. about the trust. That's kind of I what think, I was thinking. I think you reached that trust when you came to the conclusion how um, Jesus gave his life at the cross. That's the kind of trust we should be talking about. He did it. Right. He didn't back down. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Unquestioning faith, unquestioning anything. Right. Yeah. That's normal because we're human. But the, the way of trusting God is to completely abandon yourself into his arm. Mm -hmm. It's like being, you know, the uh, search and rescue guys that jump in treacherous, treacherous waters to rescue somebody. They don't, they don't look at their waters. They, they trust on their capabilities that where they will be able to pluck that person from certain death. And that's what Jesus did. Mm -hmm. Certain death, I won. I defeated that. 
our faith it has to be certain. Why? Because even when we have this difficult time, long time ago, around 40 years ago, I trusted God. Why shouldn't I trust him now? What's the difference? It's me that's changed, not God. I think one of the things that happens is that uh, we're really good at trusting God for the long distance things. I'll trust him for my salvation, but I'm not <laughs> sure I can trust him on a daily basis. Because, you know, after all, he's got other things that are more important than me, right? Uh, no. A mustard seed? A mustard seed. Oh, mustard. Right. <laughs> but I, I think that's that's what it comes down to. We'll try, we, we, it seems like it's easier for us to trust God for our salvation than for our daily walk. Yeah. Right. The little things, right? Yeah. And yet God wants us to trust him in all things. Oh, if I could only do that, I'd be a giant. Just think. <laughs> giant compared to what I am now. 